friend and welcome to From Your Zoomerennial Aunt. I'm Sinead and I am so happy that you are here today. Shubdiwali. Shubdiwali to you, Shubdiwali to your family, Shubdiwali to everyone. It is the Festival of Lights 2022. I am so excited. I love this holiday. It is a very special holiday for me, especially, especially because last year, in November, I lost my paternal grandfather, my dad's dad. He was the patriarch of my dad's side of the family and he really kept us all together. And I am so happy that he got to live this very full life. Like he lived until 90. I just have to talk about why Diwali is special to me. Diwali, Diwali is a big thing in my dad's side of the family. That's just the moment where I get to really spend time with them. And I'm always happy to be around them. That's the most peaceful, joyful moment. Just being around my family and I, I really get to feel the essence of what being a Trinidadian is all about when I am with them. So I just wanted to talk about my own experience with a mixed heritage of East Indian and West African. I will want to start with the My Heritage DNA test. I did it several years ago and I'm going to just read out the ethnicity estimate that I got from My Heritage DNA. I have a lot more West African in me. Obviously, I have a very West African phenotype. It's to the point where people are just blown away by by the fact that my dad is what we call a Dogla in Trinidad, but Dogla literally means half breed. I don't think people in Trinidad is aware of that, but yeah. I am 39.2% Nigerian, 17.3% West African in general, 1.3% Kenyan. Then I am 27.6% South Asian or, or well, East Indian in this case. And I have the least East Indian compared to my sister and brother. My sister has 44% East Indian and my brother has 34. <laughs> but then the other things that just caught me off guard was the 7.2% Irish, Scottish and Welsh and then the 2.5% North and West European. That one just caught me but then I had to think back on how very bizarre slavery day was. Like, but I don't want to go into that right now. This episode is not about that. And then the last bit was 4.9% first people. That's not a surprise. My grandmother is 17% first people specifically the Garifuna first people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. That is a whole interesting topic, but one day I will have my grandmother tell that story about her mother. It's an interesting story. One day we'll have an interview with her and we'll, we'll ask her all sorts of questions about that. She's probably going to get so tired of me because I always talk about this and she's just here like, why? I'm an 88-year-old woman, leave me alone. But I digress. Let's go back, talking about my mixed heritage. I did not know I was mixed race until I entered primary school. I know this is a simple concept, but I didn't understand a lot of things <laughs> as the beginning of this month's episode could tell you. I couldn't understand why everybody in my class didn't have an East Indian grandfather. I thought that was a norm. But then again, as a child, whatever is displayed as normal in my household, that is just what I assume everybody else has. I learned very quickly that having a mixed background while appearing more West African in my physical features can really put people through a ring dinger. Yeah. A simple thing like, okay, Sinead Bihari, I stand up and then somebody proceeds to say, no, not you. 
you sit down. I'm looking for Sinead Bihari. And I'm like, yeah, that is me. And then I'd go back home and ask mommy, mommy, the teacher was just confused about who Sinead Bihari was. And my mother would just like, hold her head like, okay, let me explain. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was when I had a whole awakening of you are a mixed child. Every Diwali, I went over to my paternal grandfather's house and my step-grandmother, she is also of East Indian descent because my grandfather did not want to be lonely after my dad's mom had passed. She was of West African descent, my, my dad's mother. Let me backtrack a little bit. So my step-grandmother would prepare a vegetarian meal of dalpuri and basapshat. Sometimes the basapshat is being referred to as paratha. Then there's curry dalu, chana, pumpkin, and they would have this real nice mango anchar. Like, I don't know. It, it, I didn't like it much when I was small because it was too spicy. Yeah, no, lame. <laughs> and sometimes you would get shatain. I always looked forward to Diwali because Diwali meant I get to spend time with my dad's side of the family. I got to share a meal with my grandfather while he played his favorite songs like... Rajin Jim Joom And we'll have others that I can't remember Just those two were just more pronounced Because like he had them on repeat or something I don't know And well Of course We had to have the Tassa plane too you couldn't go by Sheepman and not hear any of that. Come now, man. I love, love, love being around my cousins because in that moment, as I said before, being around my dad's side of the family, it was this perfect opportunity to really feel like a Trinidadian. Laughing, talking. I mean, the adults having the drinks and children drinking the sodas and the soft drinks. And we just all celebrating this holiday with our pa. I remember when my step-grandmother would put on this real beautiful, colorful movie. I just remember it being very colorful. I didn't understand much again. I was a child, but it was a movie about the Ramayana. Like that was my earliest exposure to subbed entertainment. But in this case, it was the Ramayana is the tale of Rama and Sita. I mean, you could Google that. I, I'm not going into that in full detail, but we might. <laughs> and after that, later on in the day, we would go over to my dad's second elder sister's house to enjoy sweets like burfi, ladu, parsad, kumra, other things that, I, again, I can't remember too well. Just, they were just so good. And, oh gosh, I just remembered receiving my very first shalwa. It, I was just so excited to just get dressed that year and in that moment I truly felt like a Bihari Ladki, a, a Bihari girl. My most, 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 most favorite part after that, it was to light up the deers. But I said all these things and reminiscing about this large part of my childhood and I know studying where did Diwali get its name from? Let's go to Google. I will do this for you, so you wouldn't have to do it. But you're welcome to join me if you want. So Diwali also goes by another name, which is Deepavali. 
This festival gets its name from the row, or a valley, of clay lamps, deeper, that East Indians light outside their homes to symbolize the inner light that protects from spiritual darkness. So in Northern India, Diwali commemorates Prince Rama's triumphant return to the city of Ayodhya after 14 years of exile due to the plotting of his evil stepmother and after heroic rescue of his wife Sita, an incarnation of the goddess Lashmi who had been kidnapped by the rival king Ravana. And in South India, honors the victory of Lord Krishna over the demon king Narakasura who had imprisoned 16,000 women in his palace and meted out harsh punishments to any of his subjects who dared stand up against him. And in Western India, the festival celebrates Vishnu's banishment of King Bali, whose immense power had become a threat to the gods, to the underworld. It's interesting. There's, there's many reasons why people celebrate Diwali, but they all have the same thing in common, which is that light triumphs over darkness. It brings people in Trinidad together. It's one of those, I mean, there's many holidays in Trinidad that brings us together. And yes, 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 we have Carnival too. Like that is the prime, prime, prime. But Diwali is like the next big one. And then you have Eid, and then you have other holidays along the year that just reminds us of what it is to be a Trinbegonian and why it is we are such a beautiful country. We have such rich, rich, rich culture. Let's briefly talk about the history of Trinidad, but from the perspective of the East Indians, because this is what we're talking about right now. They brought this beautiful holiday here. Diwali was brought to Trinidad and Tobago by Hindus who came as indentured laborers in 1845 from India's Gangetic heartland, the modern-day provinces of Bihar, Uttar Pradesh, and Bengal, via the ports of Calcutta and Madras. The celebration of Diwali in Trinidad and Tobago is marked as a national holiday with numerous functions held to celebrate this occasion. And for my American friends out there, it's a federal holiday here. Yeah. I wish everywhere, every country in this world celebrated Diwali as their national holiday, as their federal holiday because you're missing out on the, on the big, big way that this holiday likes to bring people together. And that's what I love. I love when holidays bring people together, like when holidays unite. The celebration of Diwali in Trinidad is one of the largest in the English-speaking Caribbean. I mean, I'd be in boldface and reading this from Destination Trinidad Tobago, so it's probably a little biased to be honest, because maybe Guyana have a big celebration too. But I wouldn't know. I don't research any more Guyana from there. Celebrations are not only held at temples and by religious groups, it has been extended to homes, communities, and well now organizations have also embraced this festival with special events held to commemorate this occasion. Again, it brings people together. This is a uniting holiday. In the early days, the Hindus celebrated this festival in a very small way. They made at least five diyas per household, filled it with coconut oil or ghee, and a wick made of wool was placed in it. Now, the lighting of Diaz is a spectacular sight. Families, communities, even those who are not Hindu participate in this enlightening, uplifting occasion. Diaz are atop creatively bent bamboo frames constructed in savannas and other open spaces or simply arrayed in the driveways of homes. Before lighting, Hindus undergo a period of fasting, praying for the blessings of Mother Lashmi on their homes. On the day Diwali is observed, pujas or Hindu prayers are done. 
After, there's a Hindu feast, food, delicious Indian sweets distributed by to others in the community. It's about sharing. The observance is based on Hindu scripture. The return of Lord Rama along with his wife Sita from his 14 year long exile and is vanquishing the demon Rauan. In joyous celebration of the return of their king, the people of Ayodhya, the capital of Rama, illuminate the kingdom with tears. This is a Northern India belief. Because again, <laughs> majority of the Indians who came here are from Bihar and Uttar Pradesh, which is in northeastern India. And there you have it. This is Diwali. This is Diwali in Trinidad and Tobago. This is Diwali for Shani Bihari. And thank you for joining me today as I went off all of the tangents, talking about all sorts of things. But thank you for allowing me this moment to share why I love this holiday with you today. Shabdi Diwali. Oi, guess what? You can support this podcast with an easy 99 cent monthly subscription. Yep, 99 cents. That's all it takes. Just enough for me to have a nice cheap meal. Thank you so much for your support. See details in the description of this episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in with me today. We will link up next time.